0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad. You are the sun, I am the moon. You are the words, I am the tune. Play me.
1: Love that song.
0: I don't remember how this came up, but yeah, okay.
1: Because you said that I was the sun, you were the moon, and no, I think I, think I said was I was
0: the sun a... and you okay. were the moon. But still, I, 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 did, I will it's be a small the moon point. anytime. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's it's fine. From the
1: stars in your eyes. Hey, um.
0: Oh... I don't know, Jay.
1: It's so funny because um, in between all of these breaks and everything, we're yeah. sitting here trying to jam as much information into each other. Because again, we did not yes.
0: did not talk very much, no. just no. a
1: little bit Text when we were away, in there, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're now trying to catch up on 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 everything. Um, I, I, you worked in the trucking industry.
0: I did. For years, yeah, did not drive truck. Just so no, on that. yeah. But so, it was in the industry.
1: Yesterday afternoon, there was a there was a truck. Yeah, and and if you if you want to see it, the Global News shot it. You can go to Global News Global Edmund and check it out. It's a dashcam video. So this truck is driving under um, the White Mud Drive overpass at Anthony Handy Drive. Yeah, uh, was heading north, and he was carrying on the on the what is it, the flatbed part? Yeah, um, an excavator like the arm, and it was the arm was kind of.
0: Yeah, up. it was the right trailer. It was a double drop. So yeah. it was the right trailer. But the configuration of how they had the excavator was not correct.
1: That's that's what I thought. Why was that like yeah. that? But my question is this. How is it that this happens a lot, whether it's getting stuck under the high level Bridge,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you just tore out a big hunk of the concrete of this bridge, and people have to come in to see if it's even structurally sound anymore. All that sort of stuff. Now, I'm not going to sit here and and you know get all at this truck driver because I don't do that job. I don't know how it works, so I'm wondering how it works. Do you not know the height of your vehicle, or do you not know the height of the bridges? Well, it's on an intre- on your route,
0: yeah, it's an interesting question you ask because you threw high level bridge in there, and high level bridge is the exception to what I'm about to tell you. And the reason it's the exception is because high level bridge appears as a truck route on most mm-hmm. GPS, which it is not because of its height. So that's a that's an entirely oh. different situation, right? Although there's tons of signage and tons of warning. Um, And really, that should not be happening. But yeah, there is something uh, screwy about the high-level bridge. But in general, on a load, and I would suspect that this was not a load destined for the highway, even though it was on the Anthony Henday, I would suspect that they were moving it from one site to another. Okay. And they didn't take the same care and precaution that you would if you were going on the highway, because there's no way that load would have gotten by the first scale. So they would have, because it they, they wasn't marked correctly, they didn't have a pilot car. And the way that they had it configured, the height was high enough that you would need a pilot for that, or at the very least, permits. I'm watching the video thinking, that's too high. It, it was definitely peaked is. up. Yeah, it was, and the bucket was still on. So it wasn't disassembled for transport, right? So there's ways to reduce the height of a load. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to, you have to. So... I hope that makes sense. So if you have like a piece of equipment like that and it's really, really high and because of that, you would need permits or wire lifting or anything like that, but you have the ability to lessen the height, you must lessen the height. And they didn't do that. So I looked at that video a couple of times. Whoa. I know. And that's either a, a dispatcher, who wasn't paying attention, or if it's not a commercial trucking company, if that's just the company that owns the excavator actually moving it, then it's a foreman and a driver not paying attention because that was clearly too high. I mean, before I even knew what the video was about, I saw the picture and went, oh, that's going to hit something. Mm -hmm. And the only other thing I would say in defense of um, our truck drivers out there, and I know we have lots that listen to us, the height... Uh, restrictions on bridges are often off by a little. They're often a little bit wrong. And the reason for that is sometimes they repave or they do something and it actually um, diminishes the height. And but they don't change the sign right away, right? But this thing didn't miss by a couple of inches.
1: Oh no, and, and that guy did not slow down at all. No, at he no did time
0: not. did he think, Oh, that might be a little close. He might not have he did not definitely did not slow down in anticipation of hitting it and didn't slow down right away after hitting it. But again in that driver's defense, I will say that he might not have even known right away that he yeah. did hit it. Yeah. Um, you well, can't feel the impact when your load gets hit like you can when a car. I'm gets just glad hit.
1: that uh well, yeah, I was thinking of the debris that that, that fell off that and the oh, vehicles I know. in behind. Well, the damage
0: to the equipment yeah. and then the potential damage to that overpass, right? Because now engineers have to mm-hmm. come in and figure out if it's still safe. Structural integrity. Yeah. It, it, the the trickle-down effect of something like that. And that's why, generally speaking, both trucking companies, dispatchers, and truck drivers are very careful. So that's the other aspect of it. If you have to move equipment, mm-hmm. and, and again, I suspect that they were moving it from one job site to another as opposed to going on the highway... You have to pick the right route. And generally speaking, there's truck routes. You see, you know how you yeah. see the signs truck yeah, route yeah. this way. That's the reason they're truck routes because there's no height restriction along those routes.
1: What happens on uh, with you know, with fear of sounding like a total idiot here because you know there's scales or mm-hmm. those those stations. Yeah. What happens in there? Do they just get weighed to make sure that they're the proper weight, or do you, they, they, no, they go they through get, everything? They go through
0: everything. A full so. inspection. Well, not necessarily a full inspection. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll randomly ask trucks to pull over into their uh-huh. inspection bay, and they'll take a look at everything. Right, and that's a driver's worst nightmare, even if it's <laughs> you know, even if it's everything's good to go. Um, if you need uh, permits, you can get your permits there, but also your permits will be checked. So for a wide load, a long load, a high load. Um, They'll check your weight, but it's not just your gross weight. It's your weight distribution over your axles. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll check your paperwork, dangerous goods. I mean, everything you need to have to be legal on the highway, they're going to check it for you. And if they find a problem, they'll look for more problems. So you want to be sure everything's good to go before you pull into one of those scales. And honestly, and truckers, I'm sure would agree with me, they have more authority than you would believe. And they can ruin... A day for a lot of people by shutting a load down.
1: Uh, A number of your texts coming in this afternoon um, says, I have three open files from Red Deer to Millet for a load from a trucking strike in overpass on Highway 2. It happens all of the time. Mm. Uh, There from, says, uh, 100% driver's responsibility for the security transport of their load. Can't blame the foreman. Can't blame a dispatcher. 100% the driver. And
0: at the end of the day, that is Mm -hmm. true. That is absolutely true. That ultimately the driver is responsible for his own load. 100%
1: driver error says this texter. I'm a Class One driver that hauls equipment every day. The driver is responsible for the load that's on his trailer, knowing the height, width, and weight of his
0: load. Absolutely true. But let's not compare again. And there is a slight difference here. And and this is that is correct. The driver is always responsible. The same as the driver of a vehicle is always responsible. A car, you or I, if we're at the wheel, we're ultimately responsible for what happens. And and you know the the safety of our vehicle and the safety of the people around us. But There is a difference between getting a load ready for transport because you could have some city driver go pick it up, configure it, drop the trailer, and now the highway guy pulls under it. And yes, he's ultimately responsible even though he didn't load it. But a lot of people look at that load. You've got a dispatcher, a terminal manager, you've got a yard guy. A lot of people look at that load and make sure we've got all the permits we need, right? And the route's planned Mm -hmm. out. But if you're moving a piece of equipment from one construction site to another, that may not be a professional class one driver. That may be... Whoever has a class one and figures they can get that piece of equipment from A to B. So, again, it is his fault. And maybe I should just leave it at that. But when you're moving equipment, everybody should be taking a look at that. Ultimately, it's the driver, but everybody should be taking a look at that route and looking at that height. And like I say, you don't have to be a trucker to look at that load. And go. That's too high. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, in- I'm
1: asking you a zillion questions about right. it, and I looked in the.
0: Oh, definitely, it's yeah. overheight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no question. I get
1: nervous. I get nervous when I'm pulling into a parquet, like the library parkade. Going yeah, exactly. In the, yeah. The, the bar, the bar that comes down, and my husband laughs at me because I duck. I duck when I'm going underneath <laughs> of these things, and he's yeah. like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know." But I'm terrified about that one, wondering if you know the car I'm driving it can right happen.
0: now. That particular parking lot, Carol got her car wedged anyway. <laughs> And couldn't back out, couldn't go forward. I can't even remember how she got out of it. But just because she had a... Someone came and lifted, pulled, pushed it up because it's on chains. I think somebody did something. Yeah, it was because uh, she had a luggage rack on the top that's standard with whatever she drives. And she said it was just the slowest train wreck ever. Like she just slowly came to a stop and went, uh, that's not good. Just couldn't go forward, mm-hmm. couldn't go backwards.
1: But you know, you start thinking about those things and things that happen. Whether it's you know the guy with the the backhoe and yeah. smacking the the bridge, getting stuck with the luggage rack. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like these little little comedy of errors or whatever you want to call yeah. it. That little tiny thing. Oh, you've got your you got your brand new truck. You've got your 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 motorcycles on the uh, on the. Uh, Yes. Anything, and you don't hitch it properly. You pull away and it comes up. And you next thing you know, you have a hole in the back of your your gate. Oh, bicycles. Happened to us. And it was just, come yep,
0: on. Bicycles on the top of that same car of Carol's because she had a built-in rack, right? So going camping, that's right. Uh, we I I bungee corded all these. I didn't have a bike rack back mm-hmm. then. I do now. I bungee corded and secured three bicycles on the top of her vehicle, yep. which made it high but not illegal. And, but they were secure. So she leaves, and then remembers she forgot to grab the cooler, so she backs into the garage <laughs> <laughs> because she doesn't want to walk the eight feet and wipes the three of them yeah. off the roof, right?
1: I did uh- I backed into the garage door once when I was working early morning radio downstairs. And I don't know, it's the winter time. It's three o'clock in the morning or three 30 in the morning. And I would start the vehicle, open it partially or the garage door partially to warm up. Come back. Don't text me. I know, I know, I know, but got into the vehicle and I thought I had opened it all the way, but nope. put it in reverse. A boom, oh, really right into the garage door. And then it's, okay, can I get out of here because I still have to get to right. work.
0: And who do I need to tell? Yeah. That's the other thing. Who needs to know about this or did anybody see it? I, You know what? Back to your guy and the excavator mm-hmm. and the overpass. The driver is so responsible for this, but I know we have so many drivers that listen yeah. to the show that I attempted To not just singularly throw the driver under the bus. And, man, you truckers, you're being kind, but you're all like, nope, 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 it's the driver, it's the driver. I know it is the driver. You're absolutely right. I was trying to protect you guys, (laughs) trying to help you out here, and girls. Why was the boom left up on that backhoe? You always suck it down.
1: I'm surprised half the truckers survive after they're weaned. Oh, come on, that's not very nice. Um...
0: Didn't vet that one. I forgot that I
1: had my quad in my truck and tried to drive into my garage. Needless to say, that required repairs to the quad and the garage. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Mandy at Southgate and I work in oversized trucking for many years. You have to request permits for height, weight, and width. However, the province will issue a permit route. And still your responsibility to ensure your load will clear any bridges or width restrictions that you might come across. All true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should never start a vehicle in your garage. Am I the first? Yep, you sure were. (laughs) Still to come on the show today, consumer expert Julie Matthews will join us uh, just after 3 o'clock with some advice on how to keep your kids safe, maybe your grandkids safe, as they're heading back to school in just a couple of weeks' time. And then at 3.30, Rob Roach, the director of Insight Mm. and... And what? And economics?
0: Insight and innovation. research,
1: Economics and research. He's
0: with ATB Financial.
1: Will uh, join
0: us for the... And he's good news. He's gonna phone from a landline too. Does, oh, did you have trouble? I did have a conversation <laughs> with him about it. I, I just I want to mention this, and, and you know what, Jay? Don't even feel like you have to weigh in on this. Here's my thinking. So there's, you know, the elections are coming up in Edmonton. Uh, October what are we, like
1: six, seven weeks not week or away. Not far away.
0: October sixteenth, a Monday, um, and they'll, you know, we'll be electing a new council. Uh, we'll be electing a mayor, and of course, we'll also be electing. Uh, both Edmonton Catholic Public uh, or Edmonton Catholic School Board trustees. So it came to my attention over the weekend that there's a trustee Tyler Deuce is his name he's running Ward G. I looked it up. G is actually the area around our station basically it's quite close to here and he, before I tell you why I want to bring it up I'll tell you my thinking on it. So I see that he's done some Facebook posts, but they're seven years ago, right? So seven years ago, he posted some things on his Facebook page that I think are now gone. Um, But he posted them. They were there. And they represented, at least at that time, his opinion on a number of different things. They were obviously screenshotted by someone. They were screenshotted as, you know, because you can't delete anything on the Internet. Um, Maybe I'll just run by and and then I'll tell you what I think it was. So here's one of them. This is uh, Tyler Juice. He's running Ward G, Edmonton uh, School Trustee. Uh, he tweet or he uh, posts. I didn't choose to be homophobic. I was born this way. I can't change it. Uh, natural made me like this. He meant to say nature. It's beyond my control. No matter what I do, I'll never be able to change it. You'll all you'll all have to accommodate and agree with me because if you don't, you're a zealous, intolerant bigot. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of sarcasm there on on behalf of the uh, the candidate. And again, this is from. 2010, so seven years ago. And he quotes uh, Ezra Levant from uh, Rebel Media. Uh, if Saudi Arabia did not exist, it would take a science fiction writer in an apocalyptic mood to invent it. Uh, another one is I think everyone's being a bit too hard on radical Islam. I mean, if you take away the hate preaching, misogyny, anti-semitism homophobia stonings honor killings genital mutilation suicide bombings beheadings bombing of children mass murder and a fanatic obsession to islamize the whole world they really ain't that bad so here's my quandary it was seven years ago and whenever something gets pulled up from a time ago you say well you know that individuals probably had time to change their mind or perhaps that's how they felt then but it's not how they feel now so in fairness Perhaps we shouldn't be talking about it at all. Or perhaps we should get him on the show and have him defend his position. Or maybe we should get both candidates on, and or maybe whatever. But the other side of me says... When somebody gets elected to any position and then suddenly you determine that they've got some strong views that you wouldn't you don't agree with and wouldn't have voted for them had you known that. That's when you go back and say, well, why didn't the media bring this to our attention? Why didn't anybody say anything? Right. And then as a media person, you kind of go, well, is it fair to pick on a specific candidate specifically in a you know, trustee election and dump this guy under the bus? So I wrestled with it. Honestly, I wrestled with it, but I feel like these are pretty strong views and I feel like it's important to just, and and you know what, the most positive spin I can put on it is this, that if you agree with those views, then there's your man. If you're in Ward G and you agree with everything he just said, you got your candidate. And there's going
1: to be people that yeah, do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But if you don't agree with those views and you happen to find yourself in Ward G, you should probably be, be aware. aware of the candidate's views. Now, he's, as I say, expunged. You can't find any of these on his Facebook page anymore, his Twitter account. Uh, it's it's pretty clean. And his on his... Uh, Own page. It says, Tyler was raised in a family of teachers and knows the importance of high quality education. While doing humanitarian work in Chile, Tyler saw the human cost of low literacy and was inspired to become an advocate in making Alberta's education system world class. He received an honors BA in political science from Grant McEwen University. So he's a qualified guy. So the question just is Does that affect you? does I, you should know that. I guess is all I'm saying. And I don't want to, you know, well, go beyond that. And
1: and I think it goes back to any election campaign whatever it is 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 knowing where your candidate or the person that you're supporting or the, the candidates up for your vote where they stand on things and that mm-hmm. is where you you ask the questions and you do do your research. Right. Um and even then, um it, sometimes it you know will backfire. Definitely. Um you know, I know Bob Layton's editorial today is talking about you know what questions do you want us to ask the candidates? What questions should they have to answer? Um, and we'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll ask we'll ask some of them, but oftentimes we see someone elected, and then possibly true colors exactly. or um, you know parts of their past come out. Part of the question, too, is can people change their minds? Do you give someone a second chance?
0: If, exactly. if this
1: person were to come out now and say, oh, no, no, I've that's changed my felt, mind. Oh, that's how I, I felt. My eyes it.
0: have been opened. And
1: um, you know, do you, do you give them the benefit of the doubt or you say, you know what, those are pretty, you know, strong views. I'm not sure that I believe you. I guess. That's and that's, a, that's a decision that the voters can right, make.
0: Exactly. And for me, that's what it came down to in terms of wanting to mention it on this show, which has a ton of listeners. Um And not mentioning it is that to stay quiet and say, well, I don't want to open up that can of worms. Well, then I don't feel like I'm doing my job, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's kind of our job to open up the occasional can of worms. And so I just did. And if he's changed his views, great. Then he can explain that to those people he would like to uh, get their vote. Or if he hasn't, he can explain those views. He can explain that as well, right? Uh, I just think, you know, some, what do they call it? Transparency. Uh, is important and and you know and i know a lot of people look at a trustee election and say well i know i don't even know who's running or i don't really care yeah. it's not that it, it is actually really important look at the number of stories that we've done over the course of the last year about the catholic school board and problems right so it is important who your trustees are the six thirty 30 chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on six thirty 30 chad